circumstances that have brought them to their wits' end. And we ought to look at that and say, Father, I don't want to be a person who keeps having to have to return to the first grade and keep repeating first grade or fifth grade or eleventh grade. I want to really know you. I want to know what you're working out in me. Lord, even if I don't understand all of it at the moment, because I know not everything happens instantaneously and suddenly, should not lead me to expect that there's going to be a delay unless God reveals it. You should continue to expect the supernatural sudden miracle. At the same time, as we are talking with God and walking with Him by obeying His voice, we also get to enjoy and understand that because my Father is with me, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. There is a time when He will bring me out and prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. That's the truth. The faith is very concrete. It's very tangible. It is being experienced. But far more than the deliverance from the circumstance is the character that's being formed through far more than the instant deliverance. And you see why people flock many times to places that are Spirit-filled, quote-unquote. True, there's a suffering that sometimes is unimaginable. They want deliverance, rightfully so. They should expect it, that God can do it. But is healing and deliverance going to prepare me for eternity if my character is not refined? How beautiful to hold fast to this gem that God is changing my nature. Hallelujah. Yes, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature or creation. Any man, woman, or child. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new, but it's not happening. Or it's happening slowly. Truth be told, if we look at ourselves in the mirror, many people have to say that. It's not happening. Or it's happening slowly. It's not God's fault. Many times it's because we we don't want that work to be done. You see, we want the we want the gift without the discipline necessary to become like Christ. After all, other religions do have manifestations. People of other religions, people of no faith, atheists, who delivered that atheist man from imminent death on the highway. It wasn't his God himself. It was the living God out of his mercy to see if that man will wake up before he loses his soul. Who brings in miracles in people who identify themselves as Muslims and Hindus and agnostics and uh, 
Buddhists and all kinds of religious backgrounds. Who does the miracle? Genuine miracles. God. There are counterfeit miracles also. But when a person is really delivered from death, when they experience grace and they can't attribute it to any creed or tenet in their particular belief system, it's the living God who sends the sunshine, the rain on the good and evil. It's God. But what makes Christianity different then? Suppose they can come and say, well, I have miracles too. Well, largely there are counterfeit things happening there, but there are some genuine things. That's Jesus who's doing that, even though they don't know him. That's how good our God is. But for the Christian, there's a character formation. There's a supernatural wonder happening within our hearts. Where if we look at the mirror and say, it's not happening, I'm not changing. But what about Second Corinthians 5.17? It said it does happen. Why is it not happening? We're not letting God work. We're too busy looking for the gold foil and riding the parade on the tinsel town displays. Very Christmassy Christianity for many people. We praise God for us in this church. God is anchoring us and rooting us in the eternal truth that can never pass away. But He's showing us that the outworking of that verse in Second Corinthians 5.17, the change that God is looking for in each of us, is not going to happen just with the song, Change My Heart, O God, and then forget all about it. But really, is the meekness coming out of me? Or am I going back and forth like a pendulum swing? Sometimes I'm meek, and sometimes I come out and lash out, and then I have to repent, and I come back and feel humble in a Bible study or a church meeting. But there's no real burden in my heart that I, I need to change to be like Jesus. I want to let the Spirit of God work this out in me. He's far more interested in developing humility than offering healing temporarily. Isn't that right? Isn't he the, he's the best father? What good parent will say, I want to rescue the child every time they have a little pain here and there. A Tylenol. Pushing syndrome. Just get relief. Give relief. Instead of stepping out of the way. Again, not in a mean fashion, but to understand there's a character development. The child needs to learn to pray also, you see. Oh, the wisdom of God. And then what is that in your hand? Yes, he asked that of Moses. See, the, the appreciation of what God is working in us can only develop if we understand we need to grow spiritually, you see. I can't say, well, I have Christ and I have all of this and that. I know I'm not perfect, but I want what I want now. God is turning us into eternal treasures as trophies. Yes, he knows what he's doing, but do we know? He wants us to know many times what he's doing so that we can cooperate. The Father, I may be in the valley of the shadow of death. I have problems, but Lord, I have a deep satisfaction that you are with me. Father, I keep looking at you, Lord Jesus. I keep looking in the mirror of the word. And I see you working things out. Yes, through the crucible, through the fire, through the valley, the shadow of death. 
things are falling off. There's a chiseling happening. I am different. Hallelujah. And I'm being more different day by day because I understand. I'm looking to cooperate with your divine plan. And then this suddenly will happen. Did Jesus say, I'm coming quickly in Revelation? Behold, I come quickly in 2,000 years. But the quickness is exactly on time. Hallelujah. And it will be sudden at that time. Even Jesus Christ, it says, though he were a son, yet learned he obedience through the things that he suffered. Oh, where's the learning? Where's the learning? Where's the learning? You see, there's a branch of Christianity historically that talks about the suffering and it's a good thing to suffer and there's a refining. It's all true. Keep on keeping on. But they neglect the sudden supernatural presence of God to do a miracle, which is in the Bible. But then there's another branch that has come through historically. With the baby came the bath water, the dirty water. Movement of the supernatural revivals where people have experienced visions and supernatural dreams and sudden healings. We've seen that in our church. This is God doing it. No man, no woman. It's God. Only He can do these things. But you see, this side, by and large, this kind of understanding causes people many times to devalue, discount, and dismiss the diamond formation during the trial. Oh, God. And we can have that biblical balance doesn't negate the need and the demand for faith and the expectation, unless God says. See, somebody, God can come to someone and say, I'm, I'm giving you 15 years before I do this for you. And during that time, I'm going to change you. If a revelation comes like that from God, not something we're thinking up, something we read somewhere, if God gave that revelation, then it's wrong for me to expect instant deliverance, instant coffee. And then flock with people who keep egging that on and have a false high and never look at what God is doing deeper. How will my family change unless they see Christ in me? Miracles are powerful testimonies and evangelistic tool, as we taught in Life Training School. We see that all over the Bible. But if that miracle doesn't lead me to the Master, to truly sit at his feet and stop the busyness, the running around all the time. And the supreme purpose is defeated. Not only am I a poorer Christian and will stay spiritually impoverished in a negative way, I'll never, never grow. And I'll be the conduit to transmit a false concept of healing and miracles and God's character formation. I've become someone who doesn't understand and it's like a child who doesn't understand trying to tutor another child. 
May the Lord help us to be grateful to him. And to open our minds to understand God's ways much higher than ours. And he wants us to learn those ways, not to keep it as a mystery. We never learn them unless we go through the valleys with faith and with the understanding that God is changing my nature. Thank you, God. Would you trade that for anything in the world? Oh, is that a negation? Is that a rejection of the need to believe for instant healing, supernatural deliverance? No. It's that every moment I'm waiting for my deliverance. Every moment I'm waiting for the healing. Father, not only am I not alone and just trudging through the path, but I'm walking with the King. I'm walking with the Master who's changing me because it's causing me to lean closer and closer in his direction and eventually upon his chest. I can know his heartbeat. I can know that he's changing me. He's changing me to become more, not only faith-filled. Do you you know faith-filled is more popular than faithful? This is reality. In spirit-filled churches, the emphasis is on faith, miracles, and wonders, instant coffee, and let's do it, and let's jump, and let's shout. Minus the instant coffee, all the things I just mentioned are supposed to happen. We ought to jump and shout. We ought to believe. But we ought to know God is training me to be more faithful to Him. Hallelujah. Oh, that's more valuable. Much more valuable. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. The church history has shown centuries after centuries, even in our last 20th century, in the beginnings of the 21st century, the the mistakes keep being repeated there's an extreme all the time. It happened to me because I saw so much of the false things in the charismatic movement of the 90s and the Pentecostal histories. There's the baby and the bath water, the dirty part. The Spirit of God says that's not how it was in the book of Acts. Hallelujah. We ought to be on fire for God. We ought to know God wants us to be faithful more than have a false fire. No false fire. The real fire of the Spirit of God working in a believer would cause them to become more and more faithful through every valley, every trial. Hallelujah. So that when I emerge out of one valley, I should have become more faithful to God where I'm pleasing my Father even more than when I went in. Why not? Who would expect in their right mind that a child that enters into first grade in September should 
exit out of first grade in June. The same way he or she came in. Would that be a great injustice or what? Not only to the child, to the parents, to the teachers, to society. What's gone wrong? Our God is not only very practical, he's very purposeful. He doesn't want anyone left behind. And he won't push anyone through who's left behind until they go through. The chastening which involves not only discipline but instruction. We want the truth of God set ablaze in our hearts to say, Father, change my nature to become like yours. And that's why it was very fitting yesterday that the closing songs, at least one of them, especially had to do with that changing of the nature. Hear what the Spirit of God is communicating to our church. Blessed be the rock. One other thing that we heard in the message very briefly is the divine experiences during the valley time through the trial, through the fire, divine experiences. How much the devil would like to rob us because of some classical construct of how healing should be and how miracles should be manifested and how it should be instantaneous. God has his ways. God is teaching us again, fashioning us to become more faithful to him and to have a deep, intimate knowledge of him with a divine encounter where we see the Lord like never before. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what makes our church different. By God's grace, we're not the only one, but among very few who preach the whole truth and nothing but the truth. The whole truth. Be like little children come to the Lord expecting today is the day unless he has told us personally otherwise same time knowing that there's not a wasted moment in our lives and we love him with all our hearts and we're talking to him continually and seeing how he's working things out not only circumstantially but in my very conscience cleansing me of all the debris make me brand new what he's promised and what he's done in giving me a new spirit has got to be manifested to take over the mind the will, the emotions you see, that's where the disconnect is what I know in my spirit and what God has given me it has to work itself out in my mind my will and my emotions affect my personality that's God's design. That's what God wants for each of us. We're on different points at, in the journey, each of us. And that's okay, as long as we are on point with God, you see. Someone who, not chronologically, 
but because of spiritual maturity on God's timeline, maybe not at point A, but maybe point W. Another person may be at point C. That's okay. That's good. If that's the point at which God expects us to be on the timeline of our walk with God, you see. But if there's sin, and if there's immature understanding of God's ways, if there's a running around and a restlessness and an arguing within, and a disconnect between how I appear on the outside and what's really going on the inside, there's a problem. And we won't be where we should be. That's all God asks. Walk with me. Do the right thing. Be righteous. Be humble. Be faithful to me. And I will develop your faith. And I will give you the miracles. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The eyes of the Lord. The eyes of the Lord. Let me be found by you, Lord. Faithful and true to you, set apart unto you, wholly devoted to you. Let me be loyal to you. Let me bring joy to you. The eyes of the Lord. How many people ever think this? What a beautiful song God gave Pastor over some time ago. Who really prays that and sings that? Lord, let me be loyal to you. I want to bring joy to you. Wouldn't that be wonderful if our children would say that to us? Those who are parents? Or if you're not a parent, do your father figure, mother figure, your aunt and uncle? Imagine if the little ones under your care will come and say, what I really want to do is make you happy. Oh, how that would thrill a parent's heart. I want to do what you please, what you like. I want to bring joy to you. What a beautiful depth to our walk with God. Desire to please Him with all the things He bestows upon us and all the things He says to believe for. What a beautiful, balanced, spirit-filled life. Let me be found by you, Lord, faithful and true to you, set apart unto you. Doesn't that just sanctify you, hearing those words? And to say yes, Lord, as you're hearing it, and then start to sing it and pray it. You know what that'll do? That's going to have a sanctifying influence in your home. Hallelujah. Isn't that what we want? We want our children to come to God. We've got to see Jesus in us. That's only if we really love the Lord and we know what's happening, at least at a basic level, that God is changing me. The most attractive thing is fire. The fire that comes from above cannot be lightly dismissed. That's what we want. Let me be found by you, Lord, faithful and true to you, 
set apart unto you, wholly devoted to you. Let me be loyal to you. In other words, this gives the notion and understanding that it's possible not to be loyal, but to be disloyal to God, if we choose. And the question is, am I loyal or disloyal? If I've been disloyal, then all I have to do is, Father, I don't want that anymore. I don't want this in my life. I don't want it. I don't want to be self-centered. I want to make you happy, Lord. I want to bring joy to you. You know what else makes the Father happy? In the course of being faithful to Him is to love one another. To really love the people of God. The family of God. And to love our own families, even if they don't know the Lord. To really love them. And never compromise God's holiness, His truth, loyalty to Him. And to love the people who don't know us and don't know the Lord, strangers. As well as the body of Christ who are far away in distant lands, we've never met them. God's love, that pleases the Lord. And that shows that God's Spirit is working. Hallelujah. The eyes of the Lord. May I never bring grief to you, Lord. The song goes, may I never bring tears to your eyes. Oh, who thinks about these things? Truly. In all of my travels and experiences with so many different denominations and churches and spirit-filled churches also, quote-unquote, and Christians, seldom do we hear words like this. I don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. Have you, have you ever heard that? Hardly. Outside of this church, I don't know. Hardly. May I never cause, you mean I can cause pain to the Lord? May I never break your loving heart? The eyes of the Lord, let me be found by you, Lord. Faithful and true to you, set apart unto you, wholly devoted to you. Let me be loyal to you. When the devil brings lotto, when the devil brings lotto, some kind of instant quick get rich scheme or instant deliverance, by compromising our Christian conscience and faith in God and becoming just like a heathen, leaving my fate up to luck. I should know I'm being pulled by Satan, rejected and say, I'll be loyal to God. He's my provider. Hallelujah. I'm not going to gamble. doesn't matter if it's a million dollars or a penny. I refuse to gamble. Hallelujah. faithfulness let me bring joy to you oh Jesus just take this drug uh, take this medicine it only came from aborted fetuses it's okay no it's not okay but it's the only thing that's going to cure you that's what the experts say I don't want it I'm not going to be contaminated with evil you can't get good out of evil. The eyes 
of the Lord. The eyes, the Lord's eyes are watching to and fro, looking for those whose hearts are loyal to him. What's that in your hands, Moses? Now becomes the rod of the living God. But you see, Moses had to be holy first. He had to put off those shoes. It's a physical, literal, and symbolic spiritual act that happened there. We can never get close to the fire of God, no matter how much we scream, fire, fire, fire. We can be in Madison Square Garden or some great complex center. Scream all we want, fire, 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 and the Holy Ghost is moving. Look at that man, the whole crowd falling to the ground and the music just right and then everybody becomes still and they're on their faces. We can have all of that without God being there. But God knows who's faithful to Him, who's not compromising. Those are the people who will have the real fire. And through that fire and supernatural experience, not only will they get the deliverance, people who have memory trouble, memory problems, one prayer, the memory is restored. Does it happen all the time? No. Talking about the timing. Instantaneous deliverance doesn't happen all the time. It happens many times. I've seen that. We've seen that. But during that period of waiting, could it be that God is doing something in me that I can't afford to miss out on? See, for a person to skip a grade in school, they need to show their competency. For a child to take an advanced placement course or to bypass that with an advanced placement test, the competency has to be there, that they know their stuff. Then what's the use of tacking on that award or that distinction or recognition when they don't have anything in the head? Just push them through. That would be a lie. We need to know that each of us have, as we heard in the messages many times from Vaskarubha, individual track. Don't keep looking at other people's tracks and saying, I'm not up to that. No. If you're at point C and that's where you're supposed to be, because you're faithful and you understand God is working something out in me, Maybe I need to be at point C a little longer because I'm not letting go of the immaturity when I was at point B. Oh God, did I ever think of that? That my problems may not be alleviated instantly as I'd like because the surrender has not been so deep as it should be. But if that's taken care of any day now, God will suddenly do it. Hallelujah.